KXNO Des Moines. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more from 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. 11 o'clock hour, Miller and Condon. Five after the hour of 11. Coming up in 10 minutes, Zubin Mahente, ESPN. Uh, Zubin, Trent, and I will go around the uh, world of sports, do some NFL, do some MLB. Uh, what else? Maybe it's the uh, name, image, and likeness topic will come mm-hmm. up with Zubin. Um, he texted me last night, asked me if Tentgate was a big story. And I said, yeah, not for the way that I think it should be. But um, And I'm still kind of surprised, Trent, that it hasn't gained that side of the uh, that side of the. Uh, I guess equation of this whole story, the safety issue hasn't gained the momentum that I thought it should. Anyways, uh, let's do let's do a couple minutes on the NFL because we haven't really spent a lot of time and let's and let's focus on the uh, on the North. Isn't it funny how this happens? It really is. We right? get to Tuesday, yes. And we still outside of what I, I think I made fun of Kirk Cousins for a moment yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's about it. So did Adam Thielen. Oh yeah. There's a what was the year where there was a schism? Remember the word schism? That was, was it? the Brett Favre, right? Yeah, was it? I don't yes, remember. Yeah. So not 2009, 2010? Yes. And schism, the you, sports talk radio hosts all across the country were, A, trying to figure out how to say it, B, what the hell it was. <laughs> a schism, huh? Um, but it seems like there's starting to be a little crack in the Vikings. I don't know. I mean, the, the, the kid's guaranteed $84 million, and the results have not been there, not even nope. close. He cannot win a big football game. You know, I was a big proponent of Kirk Cousins, of the Vikings going out and getting their quarterback. As good as that one season was, mm-hmm. your guy for a year. Yeah. Keenum? Case Keenum is a career backup. At best. But he put together a really nice season when maybe it looked like things were going to implode on the Vikings. Uh-huh. But you see him, you look at the numbers. How, after, how good was that team for him to get them to yes. the NFC Championship game? Very well could be something we're seeing in Chicago right now. Yeah. Trent, I think it's an upgrade. Uh, Kenny White, first question for him tomorrow out of me is, because he has power uh, rankings on every player, what's the difference between Mitchell Trubisky and Chase Daniel, point-wise? Can't be more if, than... It can't be anything. I think the Bears are better with Chase Daniel. And I'm a Trubisky guy. Well, he's proving you me were. wrong. You yes, were he's proving me wrong. You're slowly inching off mm-hmm. the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. But back to Cousins. I thought this was perfect. He was in Washington. Yeah, he put up good numbers, but teams just never were very good. Going to a good team with the defense, with those receivers, with the running game, on and on and on, you felt like, I felt like, this was perfect. And it was something you don't see Minnesota sports teams do very often. Go out and spend. Go out and add that final piece to push them over the brink. It has been nothing short of a disaster, though, from last season. I mean, that team, how talented they were yes. to fall on their face, to fall on their face in the way they did in Week 17 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at home. Right, with everything to play for. And a team on the other side with nothing to play right. for. You're right. And you lose that football game yep. and Cousins a big piece. And then we see 
again this week. Well, they got the Giants this week coming up, right? They I do. Think they do. That would be the elixir that you would be hoping for. Yeah, like but, but this is Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's a pretty good weekend in New York with Minnesota, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, twins, the Twins are at Yankee Stadium, and the Vikings are going to be in New Jersey. You're a Minnesota sports fan. If you're maybe a Minnesota you're sports fan, if you can find one of those last-minute last ticket deals to get out there. The Vikings, though, Kirk Cousins, he'll have a good game there. Because that's what he does. He puts up good games against bad teams. Now, did Riley Reef take a step back, or does Khalil Mack just do this to whoever's lining up in front of him? He just he Trent, toys with people. It's amazing how the strength that this man has. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Reggie White in his heyday. Yes. You could not block him. Khalil Mack's the same way. LT. LT. I mean, LT, I was watching Think a... the uh, names were thrown out there with Khalil yeah. Mack. And he's and it's not, not out of hi- place. It's not hyperbolic. No. I, I really don't believe it's this. It's not. This isn't wearing a Bears hat, anything like that. Mm-hmm. No fandom here. He is a different level. And I never really... I watched the Raiders from time to time. I saw him, but not like I do now. The guy is incredible. And this defense, they're losing three starters. Vikings Didn't can't matter. do anything. Didn't matter. Can't do... Just and Dalvin Cook was, was, uh, was tearing up the lead. Uh, the league, rather. Uh, running the football. Are we talking Couldn't about a potential Trent Dilfer type of season here? With the Bears, you mean? That the, the defense is able to carry them as far as it doesn't matter who the quarterback is? The defense is that good. It's at that level that it doesn't matter what's happening. As long as you don't screw it up. As long as you don't throw pick sixes. Who's the team that... that well, you, you can run against the Packers. I think and, and Ezekiel Elliott has got to be licking his chops because he's got a chance to run against the Packers this weekend. Who's the most complete team in the NFC? In the NFC? In the NFC. Dallas? That's what I was thinking. I was leaning that way. You know who's better than everybody thought, and we'll see him on Monday night? I'm looking forward to Niners-Browns. I like this Niners team. I don't think that they're going to win the NFC, but I think that they're going to be a pain. Here's a team that maybe we should be paying more attention to because, oh, by the way, they reside in the NFC North. This Lions team, look. I've been Trent, trying to tell you. The Lions, if we would have, should have, yeah. beat the Kansas City Chiefs this past weekend. Now, the Chiefs self-destructed a lot of times. But this Detroit team's not awful. No. They are not. This is not the Detroit Lions that, um, you know, you'd come to the, whoever your, your team is, if you're a Packers, Bears, or Vikings. Well, that's a win. Yeah. Well, there's right. two wins. Uh, that's not the case anymore. You know, Thanksgiving was the only day that you had to think about the Lions because they're the only time they're, you know, in the um, forefront. But this is a good football team. Their yeah. defense is good. They can run the football. Carry on Johnson's a nice player. Mm-hmm. Stafford Still even playing well. Up. How about that? As banged up as he was, we said, and we he heard, ran the football, Trent, with that yes, hip. As close as he has ever been during this long streak of consecutive starts to missing a game, mm-hmm. came this week with that hip injury. He's out there slinging it, diving, running around. I've always liked Matt Stafford. Might the Vikings be the odd team out? I mean, if you had to pick a team to eliminate in the NFC North, because in best case scenario, only three can get in, right? Right. That's assuming two get the wild cards. Maybe, maybe, and and it, and because of well, rank the quarterbacks. I mean, uh, clearly Rodgers, right? Clearly Rodgers, Stafford, and then who? Do you take Cousins or Daniel? That's that's the that's the question. I I think right now, look, Chase Daniel. <sighs> let's see him play this week. Who? Yeah. Oh, they they go to London take on the Raiders. Raiders, yeah. Not an early kickoff, a noon kickoff for this one. Not so one of those Sunday night football in the UK because it's a six-hour yes. time difference. Um, between Central Time and uh, Time in the UK. Look at the NFC. Cowboys, good team. Really Eagles, good team. Good really team. good team. Packers, good. Bears, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Lions, pretty good. Yeah. Vikings, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Saints, good. Yes. Tampa, 
It was what, 55 better. on the Rams. Better, yeah. Carolina's figured it out now that Cam Newton's not playing. Yeah. 49ers, yeah. pretty better. good. Seahawks? Yes. Pretty good. Rams? Right. Now let's go to the AFC. We did this last week. There's two teams. Patriots, Chiefs. Do you know there is one other team that has a winning record in the whole AFC? Let me see if I can, without, without yeah. looking, in the AFC. There's only one other team that has a wow. winning record. Uh, I don't think it's in the South. No, because they're all two and two. Cle- all four of them. Cleveland? Cleveland's two and two. Baltimore's two and two. Oh, uh, yeah, I do know. It's the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. It's the Buffalo Bills. We talked about 10 teams that uh-huh. feel solid in the NFC. Well, there's two in the AFC. And there's two. Right. That are even, I would consider, good teams. Well, what did the Bills show you this past week? So I didn't watch. I don't that think I watched any. That defense is really uh-huh. good. Their defensive back. Because New England jumped out to an early lead, right? Yes. In that football game, like 10-zip or something? And Brady looked awful. And this defense, New England's defense, might be elite. We'll see. They, they haven't played any great offenses yet. Mm-hmm. But it could be certainly top five if not higher than that, the NFL. But if Brady is starting to show those cracks, it's covered up right now because of the defense and the way they're playing. A couple injuries happen there, and you need to win a game against Kansas City 38-35. Mm. Can New England do that? Not the way Brady looked last Sunday. I'm not writing off Tom Brady. You can. I'm not. <laughs> You've made that mistake a few times. I'm not going there yet. Coming up on a quarter after the hour of 11 o'clock, Zuma Mahente joins the conversation next. John Bowenkamp, Hawkeye Maven. Yes, another Hawkeye website uh, has made its way onto your interweb. Uh, Hawkeye Maven, John Bowenkamp will be fresh out of the uh, press conferences with the players as the Hawkeye players are meeting with the media as we speak. We'll talk to Bowenkamp in about, oh, a half an hour from right now as we take you up until noon. But Zuba Mahente is next. And if you're a Hawkeye fan, if you're a football fan, and you want to win tickets, to see Iowa versus Penn State, 6.30, night game, under the lights. We've got an opportunity to do just that. Thanks to our friend, Dr. Stephen Fuller, Fuller Family Dental. He's donated two tickets to Penn State. He's donated two tickets to the Purdue game, likewise the Minnesota game. But the Penn State tickets will be given away first. Go to the contest page, kxno.com. The first question is, how many points will be scored Michigan-Iowa this coming week? Total points in the football game, closest without going over. If there's a tie, we'll ask you to give us the total passing yards by Iowa, not by Stanley. If there's an injury, it's total yards, passing yards by Iowa. That will be the tiebreaker again. It's closest without going over. Two Tickets can be yours. KXNO.com. Contest page. That's the only way to enter. Miller and Condon until noon. 1460 KXNO. Hawkeyes, Cyclones, Panthers, and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. Hi, right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. John Bowenkamp, HawkeyeMaven.com, in about 15 minutes or so, probably closer to 20 minutes uh, for John. Uh, we'll head to Iowa City as he wraps up with the player availability. We'll get the latest uh, from John Bowenkamp uh, coming up here in about 20 minutes. Let's get Zuba Mahente in here. It's a Tuesday. Zubin joins the program. Double shifting yesterday uh, for Zubin. Good to talk to you, Zubin. Trenton, Ken, how are you? Doing well, guys. How you doing? Doing pretty well. Boy, disappointing Monday night or last night, huh? That was a stinker. That was tough. You know, what we were uh, previewing that yesterday on Sports Center early evening, uh, heading in, and it made you step back for a second to realize, and I guess on the surface, once you hear it, it's not so shocking, but it goes to show you the longevity 
obviously didn't end up happening with Pittsburgh winning. But uh, we had noted that Mike Tomlin had never had a losing season. Not one. Not just one slip up. Not one seven and nine or one of those things going out of control with all the drama that they've had. Sure, they've had a lot of talent, as we know. But Tomlin, never a losing season since taking over for Bill Cowher. Wouldn't have realized that. No. I mean, it's been a hell of a run, no doubt. But you know where else it's been a heck of a run, Zubin? And one of these days, Packer fans are, they're going to get hit right between the eyes with their reality. I mean, you never get two franchise quarterbacks in succession or very seldom, right? We've, look, Montana to Steve Young was pretty darn good. Um, the Cowboys have had some success with quarterbacks, but they went through a big dry spell as well. You know, this Packer team, um, Aaron Rodgers may be slowing down the tick, but on the heels of Brett Favre, they've clearly been spoiled. When you see Rodgers play, do you think he's slowing down? Is there something different there? I do. I actually think for the last couple of years, he's been slightly, just slightly Uh overrated. And I think because you're going to hear the argument that nobody throws a better ball than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the most gifted quarterback we've seen. I mean, that's a very nebulous term. Like, what exactly does that mean? (laughs) Um, But I think one thing you're seeing from Gutekus and a lot of other things point to the fact that if you look at their draft the last couple of years, they've gone defense heavy. I mean, if you think about it, I don't have it in front of me. Perhaps we can even pop it up on the computer. The amount of times Aaron Rodgers has played in a game in the postseason where the Packers have scored like 40 points and lost. You know, I mean, he's putting up his end of the bargain. I mean, they've had some excruciating playoff defeats over the years in the Rodgers era. But I think at a certain point they realize, you know what, as great as Aaron Rodgers is, and he is great, and he is susceptible to injury with the collarbone and all that, we are in a situation where we have to be a more balanced football club. And I know any of your Packer fans out there listening would know and have noted that they have bulked up big time on the defensive side of the ball in the draft. Now, they gave Rodgers all that money, but I think they realize, as great as he is, he can give you 40 in a playoff game against the Arizona Cardinals, and they're going to beat you in overtime on a crazy pass. Um, That's happening year after year after year, and it's interesting to see a team that you mentioned is so offensively inclined really become pretty stout defensively. And I think through the first few weeks of the season, Rodgers admitted they wouldn't have been undefeated. Now, I know they're not undefeated anymore but they wouldn't have been undefeated had it not been for their defense. Looking right now, three overtime losses in the playoffs in his career. Had, of course, the one big run as they went to the Super Bowl as a wild card back in 2010, but lost to the Giants 37-20. Lost to the 49ers 45-31. OT lost to the Seahawks 28-22. To the Cardinals 26-20. And then the last one back in 2016, 44-21. They fell Mm -hmm. to the Falcons. Yeah, giving up a lot Need of points. So, right? So they definitely, definitely be able to buck up on that side of the ball. And I don't know if it's too late, but uh, they're definitely doing something they haven't in years past. So we were talking a little bit earlier about Khalil Mack and just his impact. And we were throwing around Reggie White and LT from back in the day and, and on and on and on. Impact in today's football where quarterbacks get it out. I mean, how often do you see a seven-step drop anymore? It's incredibly mm-hmm. rare. The football gets out, yet... He is so impactful. Is he is he the best defensive player in Aaron football Donald, right now? Maybe? I'd go with Aaron Donald. I would actually go with Aaron Donald being the best player in football. The interesting comparison you make between LT and Khalil Mack, you might remember last year, um, Bill Belichick was actually asked that question. And Bill Belichick, obviously, was the defensive coordinator of the Giants mm-hmm. when LT was there for 
for a period. Yep. And, you know, Bill is one of those guys where uh, you hear it all the time when the uh, big broadcasters talk about the production meetings and how do you get Belichick to talk and open up. And he said, if you start to talk to Bill Belichick about history of football or history in America, like the Civil War, like those are types of things he'll open up about. And last year, if you remember, there's a very famous uh, clip from one of his weekly press conferences where someone asked him about Khalil Mack and made the LG comparison. And Bill didn't even let him finish the question and said, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. We're talking about LT like Lawrence Taylor, you mean? Because the, 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 uh, <laughs> the question is just use the, uh, you know, uh, nickname LT. And he goes, uh, you know, for those of you that didn't really, you know, see LT go play, or, you should go check that out. <laughs> so I don't think he was in any way denigrating Khalil Mack, who obviously is an amazing player. And Matt Nagy continued to praise last week. But I think at least in terms of Belichick, uh, he looks at LT in a completely different way. Um, but I would go with Donald as maybe the best player uh, in the NFL, which seems a little strange because he's playing on a defense that just gave up 55 points to a guy that I'm not sure even belongs in the NFL as <laughs> the quarterback. But it's one of those things uh, where everybody has those types of days. But I think the thing with Mac was, when you go back and look at it, one thing that John Gruden, you know, people will clown Gruden, and when, whenever Gruden says, man, we don't have a pass rush, people are like, well, you had one until you traded it, one thing you often hear is how unpopular of a move it was in the locker room. Like how poor of a move it was and how much it hurt the Raiders' morale because of the amount of respect that the skill level that Khalil Mack and his personality brought to the Raiders. So I agree with you. When he's playing outstanding football, I'd give Roger, excuse me, I'd give uh, Aaron Donald the edge because of his work on the interior pass rush, which is a really tough place to accrue stats vis-a-vis where Khalil Mack is coming from. But the Raiders, to this point, are still talking about the culture change in their locker room when Khalil Mack was extracted. Obviously, you're not going to see that on any stat sheet, but it just goes to show what a popular player he was inside the locker room. Zubin, let's switch gears to the name, image, likeness. And Trent and I are still trying to find the boogeyman here. Um, NCAA uh, athletic directors, Gene Smith being the latest, who's just, it's the end of the NCAA. We're on the precipice of pay for play. Zubin, right now, this is name, image, likeness. This does not come out of the school's coffers. This does not cut into the billion dollar plus that the NCAA earns every year that they report as their income. It does not cut into that. This is apparel companies. This is a car dealership or a, or a business that wants to, you know, use a, an, a student athlete as their spokesman for whatever they have. What are Trent and I missing when there's people out there that honestly believe that the end is near of college sports the way that we know it? Because I don't see it, Zubin. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Jay Billis always brings this point up. And that is, it's as simple as, you know, if you go to class and you sit next to a guy who's a great violin player or a guy that's a great guitar player, uh, that person can go out after class at night and go to a bar. That person can make money based upon the skill, the unique skill that they have, which would be playing a Stradivarius or being able to tone a bass guitar. And that's just similar to what these student athletes are. They have a unique skill set that they want to exploit just like the way a regular student would want to exploit his musical talent. I think at the end of the day what this comes down to for the NCAA is it's just a matter of control. Now, we should obviously put into the uh, ether here that this wouldn't pass until January of 2023, 
Uh, Gene Smith is essentially the athletic director at Ohio State, the old AD at Iowa State, saying if this passes, Ohio State may not be able to take its athletic team to the state of California to compete um, because of this particular rule. Now, that's, that's thrown it down, and obviously we've got, you know, four years to figure out how this is going to go, but that also means four years for other states to get on board. And Pennsylvania, by the way, within the last hour, has now joined the California model. So that's Florida, New York, uh, Colorado, uh, Pennsylvania joining California. So, Zubin, it's, you know, the dominoes are falling. Oh, I would agree. And it's pretty stout. And I think at this particular juncture, uh, the public sentiment is that the athletes should receive something. So I think in terms of public backing, you're seeing it. You probably saw the bill signed yesterday uh, by the governor, Gavin Newsom, sitting there with LeBron James, who had been one of the biggest and most vocal backers of the bill. Of course, this is a guy that didn't play in college but understands the value and worth that you have at any age when he came to the league at 18. But I think for the NCAA for the next four years, it's all about control because I think, to your point, name, image, and likeness is not exactly opening Pandora's box. But for the overwhelming percentage of time, that they have had their thumb on the nose of all the players. Now, this is a little bit of an old one, but remember back in 2014 when UConn won the championship in college basketball. You might, re- you might remember this. Shabazz Napier consistently said at the Final Four, and he brought this to the table, and a lot of people were surprised, but people within college sports were not surprised. You might not be surprised. I might be surprised. Shabazz Napier said, we just won the championship. Look at all the money that's been made during this particular NCAA tournament. And I'm going to bed hungry. He mm-hmm, said that. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to bed hungry. Like, I am starving sometimes when I go to bed. And just look at this spectacle that we were just a part of as we were crowned the champion. And I think little stories like that are going to come right back into the woodwork and be like, seriously? I mean, this guy just won the NCAA championship for Connecticut. And he's talking about not having enough food to eat before he goes to bed. And the NCAA is making all this money with CBS and Turner and all this. Their public sentiment is clearly against the NCAA. But the NCAA is all about control. And this could be the first step to losing it. So I think they're going to fight like hell to make sure this doesn't go through. I don't know what's going to end up happening in the next four years or if the tidal wave of states that Ken mentions will do something. But keep those stories like Napier in mind because nothing moves public sentiment like real emotion. And stories like that will come back into the play. Zubin, tonight begins the MLB playoffs. No game 163 this year, anything like that. But we will get the two wildcard games starting with the National League tonight, the Nats and the Brewers. We talked about the regional nature of MLB. What's the juice going to be? Is it set up in a way with the domination we've seen out of the Dodgers and the Astros? Of course, the Yankees, too. If we get... One of those two teams in the American League against the Dodgers from the NL. This will be a big national story, and if not, we'll be talking about historically no low TV numbers again this year. Yeah, I think it's tough. I think any executive right now, if you said you could have Yankees, Dodgers, would be like, where do I stop? Really? Take that right now, yeah. and I don't care what matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the lead-up is to the World Series. Uh, we'll take it. I just think the baseball needs to do a better job. I mean, look, this Joe Madden story mm-hmm. is bigger than these two wild-card playoff games. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the average fan, there's more intrigue about Joe Madden leaving and where he might end up than these two games. Now, I get it. It's the A's and the Rays, and they've got two of the lowest payrolls in baseball. They've got the two worst stadium situations in all of baseball, though I would imagine this game will be packed for obvious reasons. But I think it's just little things. Last night we were on Center, and Pedro Gomez said, 
here's the most exciting thing you might see from the from the game. He said, give me something, man. I'm not really a Brewers fan <laughs> or a Nats fan. He said, listen, the, the Nats have the worst bullpen in baseball, which you guys, of course, know, being much bigger baseball fans than I. He goes, of all 30, if you look at the Nats ERA, bullpen ERA, it's down there at 30. He goes, but tomorrow, don't be surprised, or I guess today, he said to me yesterday, don't be surprised if Scherzer starts and Strasburg comes in to release him. Wow. And I was like, really? Now that got my attention. Yeah. It's like, all right, Pedro, thank you. And he said, again, every game can't have that. I mean, I don't know what the Rays are going to do or how they're going to play the opener or what the A's are going to do. I know the A's, uh, obviously, are in a situation where they put the second year in a row, they've gotten in for the wild card, and everybody knows their ability to build under Billy Bean, and they have some really underrated players like Chapman and Olsen and Loriano. I mean, there's some guys that a lot of people have no idea about uh, just because they're the A's, they don't get a lot of attention. But when Pedro said, yeah, think about Scherzer plus Strasburg. And remember, the Nats have never had a postseason series win. I mean, I don't know how you want to define this one, obviously, because it's a one-game situation. Um, but I think you, think you need little things like that. I think the Yankees can sell themselves against the Twins and Obviously, Trent, you know the the history between the Yankees and the Twins. Don't remind me. All too well. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm sure you guys have gone over it. But for something as little as, you know, I know you probably have some Brewer fans, considering where you're located, probably not a lot of Nats fans. But if you see a back-to-back like that tonight, and I, I didn't Pedro said it's a certainty, but Pedro did say that's the way they're planning to go. Like, if they have to go to the pen, they're going to go to Strasburg. I mean, I wouldn't hold Pedro on that, but... That caught my attention. So little things like that throughout the course of a series, if things like that happen, I'm totally in. And they're missing the NBA right now. I think hockey is still right, Ken, on the precipice. It's still a couple days away. Well, tomorrow. We don't have to worry about, <laughs> right, yep, have to worry about college football <laughs> till Thursday and the NFL till Thursday. So they've got a good opportunity here for the next couple days to really grab the sports fan, even if you're not a fan of any of these four outfits. Yeah, I think the Blues and the Caps play tomorrow, and then it's on uh, for most teams on Thursday night. So, but last thing for you, any chance, I mean, if if, if Iowa beats Michigan, I believe they can, uh, the way Michigan is not impressed and the way Iowa has, quite honestly, um, any chance game days back in the state of Iowa for the second time this fall? Penn State pays a visit. It's a night game. It's going to be carried uh, by, uh, what is, is it, Fox Sports 1? Do we know that for sure, Trent? Uh, for for the Penn State game? No, it's either BTN, Fox, or ABC. Okay, yeah. well, so there's plenty of options. So any chance you think, Zubin, it's, uh, it's the Red River shootout. That's a Fox game as well. I don't know what else is going on that day. Michigan State, Wisconsin, perhaps that would make some sense. But what are the chances? Uh, Iowa beats Michigan, Penn State undefeated, Iowa undefeated. What happens? Oh, I think it's certainly possible. I, I just think there's a couple things that go into play. I mean, obviously, if this ends up being a night game on ABC, which Trent said right now is a possibility, I think I just heard him say, um, there's been some magical things I don't need to tell you guys. There's been some magical moments on ABC under the lights mm-hmm. in a stadium, and I don't know if we could resist that. I would also say there's a couple of stories I know that they're keen on doing if the opportunity arises. And one, of course, is old hat for you, but Ference being the nation's longest tenured head coach, and I think they want to eventually do something with AJ Epinesa. I just think a lot of the Viewers across the country don't really know who he is. If you guys are pretty well acquainted with his skill set, <laughs> but I don't think a lot of viewers, especially because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, he had a little bit of a slower start relative to what people were thinking this season. Mm-hmm. That's a guy I know they want to do something with as the season progresses because the type of player 
uh, that he is. So if that were end up to be the game and you could do a profile on Epinesa, uh, and he's got a really interesting background, as you guys know, I think, you know, little things like that add up. And obviously, it's a daily double to go from Ames to Iowa City in one season. I mean, that would be about as good as it gets for college football fans. In your That's for certain. Zubin, thank you as always. We'll talk to you in seven days. Appreciate it, Zubin. You got it, guys. Good to talk to you. Zuba Mahente, uh, ESPN. UC, uh, USC at Notre Dame. That's NBC, 630. Florida LSU. That is ESPN at 7. Uh, Alabama A&M at CBS, middle of the afternoon. Red River Shootout, as we mentioned. That's Fox's premier game, 11 o'clock on uh, Saturday morning. They were there last year for the Red River Rivalry. I think they go back. Yeah, that might prevent them from going back. What else? I'm just trying to see the the, the what the uh, schedule I'm looking at. Trent does not have ABC as a possibility. But it they will have be, not. It'll either be Florida State, Clemson, or Iowa, Penn State in the ABC night game. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Okay, Florida State, Clemson. Hmm. Alex Hornibrook looked good last week against he NC did. State. He did when he came in, got his chance. Right, but I don't care. Um, Penn State, Iowa, they're both unbeaten. Some buzz. Beating Michigan in Beating the big Michigan house. Michigan in the big house, yes. Definite buzz. Definite. And Penn State's got who? Michigan State this? No, that's Ohio State. That's Ohio State. Penn State has... I'm going to look. I'm going to cheat. Somebody in the Big Ten. Oh, good trend. Well, Wisconsin's playing Kent State this week. They have Purdue. Ah, the Banged up boilers. Homecoming for the banged up boilers for Penn State. Chance. Four touchdown favorite, the Nits are. We'll uh, just talk to John Bowenkamp, Hawkeye Maven. Yes, dot com. Uh, a new Hawkeye website out there. Our friend John Bowenkamp uh, is the uh, face of it. He'll join the program next. Miller and Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Delivery fee supply. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, with you here for the, well, the next 15 minutes or thereabouts, 10 minutes. Uh, Again, if you want to win tickets, Penn State, Iowa. Uh, under the lights, Kinnick Stadium, a week from Saturday. Go to kxno.com, click on, click on the contest page. It's as simple as how many points will be scored this week. Michigan, Iowa, total points, total, both teams, closest without going over. If uh, you're the um, only one that guesses that number, your tickets will be yours. If we get to a tiebreaker, well, you'll see the tiebreaker. It's all very straightforward. It's simple, and somebody's going to win tickets, and John Bowenkamp joins the program right now. He didn't win the tickets, but he's got himself a pretty good gig. Part, part of Sports Illustrated, Hawkeye Maven. John, great to see uh, that you've landed where you did. Uh, Trent and Ken, good to talk to you. How's things going, John? How did it come about, and what do you want to see this website become? Um, It came about, actually, um, they're they're expanding to sites with all the major colleges, um, you know, in the the Power Five conferences. And so somebody reached out to some people here at Iowa, and they said, hey, you know, John's available, and I was. And uh, (laughs) truth... True, true story. I actually they did the interview on the day I got my last severance check. So nice. <laughs> um, it actually all worked out. So um, I'm pretty happy. You know, I mean, one of the things I mean, one of the things I want to do with this, I mean, it's, it's there isn't a lot of, you know, like dictating this is what you need to write about. This is what you need to do. You know, I mean, it's going to be I mean, it's just going to be a lot of Iowa content, whether it's football, men's basketball, women's basketball, wrestling, 
you know, I'll do some baseball, you know, I'll do some softball, volleyball, you know, whatever the stories are out there. And uh, so right now it's just me, you know, and at some point I'll be able to, you know, if, if this thing, you know, really gets off, I'll be able, I'll be able to get, uh, you know, some help. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's, a, it's a great thing. And, uh, you know, I've been excited. I've had, it's been up now a little more than a week and uh, people can check it out. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of the same content you're getting from everybody else, but it's me. That's what I keep telling everybody. You get the wise owl, which is a good That's thing. Right. And yeah. what? Uh, plenty of Dodger content too. Is that the and other piece? Yeah, right. Maybe <laughs> there is a, there is a community thing on there. So I made split things in there every now and then about the best team in baseball. So, and yeah. this is a free site for for good. Do yeah. we know what the plans will be? Yeah, and I mean, I, I think you know, once the audience is built, and I think down the road they will look, you know, at, at some things that will go behind the, you know, mm-hmm. like there will be a membership deal. Um, you know, and I, I, I mean, that's, but again, that's, you know, some ways down the road, I got to build an audience. I, you know, I, I told somebody, I said, it's not like it's a new site and it's, it's a new person. It's me just in a different platform. Um, you know, and my former employer isn't really caring about Iowa anymore. So right. all those people can come with me. So, um, you know, that's the way I look at it. So, um, you know, like I said, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to to doing my thing and and uh, being a part of this you know football season and you know getting ready to start season twenty seven of Iowa basketball mm. for me so I'm looking forward to that too. So. so what about on the road, John? Will you travel with the football team? Uh, pick yep. and choose some basketball. How are you planning on uh, handling that? Yeah, I will do the rest of the road games this year. I mean, because they're all drivable starting with this weekend. Uh, for basketball, it's going to be a pick and choose thing. I'll go to Northwestern. I'll go to Illinois. I'll go to Nebraska. Purdue, probably Indiana. Um, if financially it works out, I, I kind of want to go to the Palestra when Iowa plays Penn State yeah. there, just because a I, I, I want to see the Palestra. And so it's like you know, I mean, like I said, financially if it works out, I'm going to try to do that. So going to be great. Looking yeah, forward to already, it. Yeah, I read your stuff uh, since so it went live, John. Great. No, look, it's great that you've landed on your feet. And we're going to support it. it. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, John, let's get into the here and now. It is a monstrous okay. week with Michigan on tap. And had a chance to talk to the players. I asked you right before we came on the air here. You've been on this for a long time. You know confidence, overconfidence, those types of things. Just this team and, and the it's way that cow? they're... I, I, he's outside the football offices. What's going on yeah. over there? That was a moped that went off. Okay. Anyway. Hopefully nobody gets hit on that moped as we saw no, in years no, past. Uh, yeah. uh, but but just this team as a whole, do they seem confident? It's it's big, bad Michigan on the other side. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can tell there's there's, there's a really good attitude with this team. And, and, I mean, part of that is just the way this program is. And it's a cliche, I know, when they always say, well, we're taking one game at a time. But I, I truly think they buy into that here. And I think that I think that the way that, that that they're approaching things right now is that you know okay this is a big game but but we have a lot more big games ahead whether it's you know Penn State next week or Wisconsin down the road Minnesota down the road and so they don't put a lot of eggs into one basket I guess probably the best way to say it so, I mean you can tell that this is I mean because there were a lot of questions today about what's going to be like playing the big house and these guys are like okay we've already played in a hostile road environment mm-hmm. we you know we know what we're doing it's it's not going to be an issue. So you can tell that this is a team right now that's really focused on what, what they've got to do this weekend. Uh, John Bowenkamp, uh, HawkeyeMaven.com, part of Sports Illustrated, SI.com, is our guest. John, we know player interviews have come and gone. You just uh, participated in, uh, in a number of those. Any, any nuggets that uh, we, you can share with our audience? 
It sounds like Alaric Jackson's going to see some playing time on, on Saturday, just from the way they were talking, they were talking about you know how good it would be to get him back out there. So I do think he I do think he's in game action this week. Um, but really, that's about the only breaking news. And I mean, I, I think you know, looking at that chart yesterday, Kevon Merriweather's back. I think he's going to play a little bit on Saturday. And I think that's why, you know, going back to the bye week here a couple weeks ago, it came at a good time. You know, you, you, you played three games, you had key players hurt, you know, and either they were out or they were not at 100%. So it gave you a week off. Last week was a 48 to 3 game. You got some of those guys out of the game in a third quarter. Um, yeah, I think they're. In, I think health-wise, I think they're probably in. The, I mean, obviously, they would wish they had a couple more guys back in the secondary. But I think for the most part, they're pretty healthy going into this game. And I think the bye week and then last week's game really helped that. Sure, you're going to hear a little bit more from Kirk uh, later this afternoon. But with it, Matt Hankins feels like a really big piece mm-hmm. against this talented group of wide receivers from Michigan. You hear anything more about Hankins? Deal with the hamstring injury. It sounds like right. Yeah, it doesn't. You know, I'd be surprised if he played on Saturday, but, um, you know, at the same time, you know, that might be a card they're kind of holding back and wait and see. You know, I mean, because, again, you, got, you still got a couple of days left. You don't have to make that decision right now. And so, like I said, he, you may see him. If, he, if he's even 60%, 70%, they may try to give him a go just to give that secondary a little bit of help. Uh, running back wise, I mean, the committee's been terrific. The three headed monster that they keep running out there has certainly, uh, done the job. Uh, do you expect the freshman Goodson's carries? Will they go down a little bit? Will they feed young and keep going with Sargent? They've been a terrific one, two punch. But having said that, when Goodson gets his opportunity, man, he does not look out of place at all. They've got something there, John. You can tell that in about a year or two, he's going to be the, the star. I mean, you can tell he's going to be the guy that gets the majority of the carries. And so I think right now the one good thing is you've got experienced running backs ahead of him. So you don't have to throw him out, you know, at 25 carries a game and whatever. You can kind of let him play at his own pace. You can tell he's ready. And I actually, I think maybe, you know, it's, it's really a good problem to have when you've got three running backs and you can put any of them in the game and it's not a problem. So I, I do think, you know, the distribution numbers kind of stay, stay the same. Maybe he does maybe get a, a, another carry or two, you know, later in the year as, as some of these guys, you know, get worn down a little bit. But, I mean, right now, it, it, that's the one good thing is you're not used, you're not overusing these guys, but you're getting a lot of production out of them. John Bonicamp joining us from Sports Illustrated, Hawkeye Mavens, where you can find it. John, last thing for you, we'll get you out on this. What's the biggest concern when you look on the other side of the field, the big house in Michigan on the other side? I think the one thing that, that you really want to do, and, 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 and Iowa has done this through the first four games, is, a, control the ball, and B, they're not turning it over. And so I think the, the, what you really want to do on Saturday is you want to take that crowd out of the game. You want to just, you know, con- if you can control the ball the way you've been doing it the first four games, I think you win this game. But you can't turn it over. You can't all of a sudden have those kind of issues that you haven't had so far. So for me, you know, it's, it's what Michigan's defense can do to you to get you off the field, get, you know, takeaways. If, if they do that and, and kind of get some momentum in this game, I think this becomes kind of a difficult game for Iowa. But if they can do their things, if they can play their game, I think they win on Saturday. Part of SportsIllustrated.com, Hawkeye Maven, Hawkeye content, SI.com backslash college backslash Iowa. That's one of the ways you can get to it. It's worth finding. Hawkeye Maven and John, John Bowencamp joins the program. John, we'll talk to you down the road. Thank you as always, okay? All right. Thanks for having me on. Yep. Talk good to talk later. to you. Congratulations. John Bowencamp. 
uh, Sports Illustrated. Good for him. One of the good guys, and I know the media guys together in a lot yes. of places, but he is a good dude. Absolutely yeah. is. All right, Trent, you've got baseball tonight. Mm-hmm. Will you be, of course you will, which yeah. side will you be on? What are the Brewers? How much do you get if you take the Brewers? That's what I'm looking at. I, I think it might be a stab. The Nats minus 170, so what, plus 150 on the Brewers. Mm-hmm. I really like Woodruff. Mm-hmm. Since he's come back, yep. people talk about Scherzer. These are two guys that are very similar. 96 with the fastball, good sharp slider. Woodruff's a good pitcher. Now, the one concern I still have, that bullpen was awful. <sighs> Over the weekend, over the weekend against Colorado, so that's my concern. Leaning though, Brewers plus one fifty. Yeah, Hater has not been the Hater Ooh. of last year, not by any uh, any means. You got an opinion? Um, no. I think the Nationals will prevail. Good game. I hope so. I hope so. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Cappy's going to join the program. Ooh, yeah. Cubs fans, Cappy will be here. Murph and Andy will be here at 2, Fanatics at 4, in the morning rush tomorrow at 6 a.m. Miller and Condon, thanks for being here, 1460 KX.